Hey, welcome back to Tiger Talk tonight. Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday night. Got you on both sides of the radio dial this evening on KNM and KNMO FM with the Cardinals playing later tonight out on the West Coast. That pregame does get underway at 745. First pitch at 840 tonight at San Diego against the Padres. But joining us now is Nevada Tiger football coach Wes Beachler. Nevada coming off uh, their first loss this season. Tough one last week, 27-26. A one-point defeat at the hands of the McDonald County Mustangs last Friday. And uh, obviously, Wes, a tough one to take on Friday night. That was a, you know, I don't know, just weird things always seem to happen in Anderson. We, we've talked about that, but uh, there were some interesting things that happened along the way. Number one, uh, you know, self-inflicted. Your team, I think we can all admit, your team just did not play well in the first half. We did not play well in the first half. And, there, you know, anytime it's a one-point game, Mike, or even a one-possession, you know, a one-score game, uh, it comes down to a lot of little things. And, you know, I was talking earlier with some of the staff that, you know, just going back through the film – I got I got in double digits on things that if it would have went this way instead of that way, you know, or what if then and that kind of stuff that we could have made some plays that would have made a difference in a one point ball game. Obviously, we we did not convert our PATs well, kicking or running, um, going for two or one. We didn't do a very good job there. Um, we we also missed some blocks at critical times. Uh, we we tried to jump a few routes and get picks, and we were just just a split second short of picking the ball. And one of them probably might have been a pick six where the location of the field was. So there was a lot of little things. You know, we we start off the game with a negative play, which we've done a good job of not doing, and that was self inflicted. Um, and so it's hard to overcome those kind of things once in a while. But I, th- I thought overall we played much better in the second half and. Uh, as you well know, uh, you've heard me say it. Uh, this is is this my eighth year. We're doing Tiger Talk with you. Total that it, it those are learning experiences, and you want to get better, and you want to be playing your best football week seven, eight, nine, ten, and so on. So we're going to try to learn from those things and move forward and uh, play a, a better game against Mount Vernon this week. Certainly, want to sell McDonald County short because they did a lot of good things. I, I think I don't know about you. I, I think they passed the ball better than what we expected. And, you know and. You know, uh, Dustin Dowd, we, we talked here last week about, you know, not being up to Cole Martin's level, but he shows some good things. And But also on the other side of that, he's just got some receivers that just fly go get the football. Yeah, they made they made some good plays. Obviously, anytime you get beat, some of the credit goes to the guys who are being coached and playing well on the other side. That I mean, that's a, that that's a given every time. But yeah, he he threw the ball more effectively than I thought he would. And I I thought there was times where we were a little hesitant playing the ball in the air. And like you said, they went and went after it and got it. And we need to be more aggressive. And you know, when the ball's in the air in high school football, they're most of the time officials are pretty lenient about if you're playing the ball, they're not going to call a whole lot. If you know, when the ball's in the air, it is in possession of no one so whoever goes and gets it gets the ball and we gotta get we gotta attack that a little more but on the other side of that we need to have a better pass rush i don't know if we need to generate that through more blitzing or things like that but we, we got to have some more pressure on the quarterback because you know uh anytime a quarterback at any level has three four five seconds to set in the pocket not feel much pressure somebody's going to come open eventually and that happened a few times as well well, let's get through the highlights, and we'll talk some other aspects of the ball game. Uh, again, uh, Nevada dropping this one 27-26 to McDonald County. Default to 3-1. and McDonald County improved to 3-1 and on the season. Uh, McDonald County struck first on a 20-yard touchdown pass from Destin Dowd to uh, Isaac Bame. They convert the extra point. That made it 7 to nothing. Nevada would finally get things going a little bit in the latter part of the first half. Four and a half minutes to go in the second quarter of play. Nevada was finally get, able to get themselves on the board, and it came from a guy who picked up his fifth touchdown of the season, that being one Avia Stedman. Ball continues to be placed on the near hash. Mark at the 12. A lot of room on that left side. 
Bayshore winning on the snap. Here it comes. Handoff left side goes Avius Devin trying to get to that edge. He'll turn up field the 10-yard line. Center step runs to the pylon. Out of bounds, or did he get in? Touchdown, Nevada. Touchdown, Nevada. 12-yard touchdown run. Avius Stedman and the Tigers are on the board. I was sitting about a mile and a half from that sideline, and so when I saw a video from the other side of it, he actually wasn't that close to the sideline. He had about a yard to spare of uh, room there, but uh, still a good job getting inside that pine line. And uh, on, a, on the call, we mentioned a lot of room over that left side, and uh, obviously you want to take advantage of that space with Avius over there. Yeah, and anytime we get him out in space, good things happen. He did a really good job. The block was solid up front initially and then when he got out in space that little stutter step move he made allowed him to get to the corner and he's he's just tricky to track down in space and he's a heck of a running back and uh I'm trying to see if we can get like a, some kind of red shirt for him for <laughs> one more year, but uh, did a nice job on that play. And yeah, we, you know we we had some drives before that, Mike, that stalled out for one reason or another, and, that, and that's what we expected to do the whole night. And we, I, I think, we could have easily put 40 points on the board, and, and it, it would have been a two possession game in our favor. But you got to play the game, yeah. yeah. So, and uh, we didn't play the game very well in the first quarter, so those things happen. Yeah, one of those being a drive, a long drive you put together. I can't remember. I think it was the second quarter, I and mean, you got down to their five yard line and. Fumble the football away for your lone fumble. You, you fumbled the ball several times, but that was the only one you lost. But obviously, that was a killer. That anytime you turn the ball over, especially in either red zone, you know, if you're backed up inside your own twenty, or you t- take the ball inside their twenty, and that seems to happen at Matt County. I don't know how, how to, you know, <laughs> two years ago there we did come out of there with a fourteen thirteen win, but our opening drive we drove seventy five yards and fumbled crossing the goal line in on the opening drive. So I did just we got to just work on ball security and and understand that you know either they're pretty good at pulling that ball away or something, but it, it seems like we always have a. a inside the red zone or inside the 10 fumble against them down there. So we just got to make sure we secure the ball and, and punch those scores in. I don't know if you know this, but because uh, we didn't talk about it before going on before going on air on that play, on that fumble, the play clock had actually expired for about three seconds. Yeah, I mean, Coach Barnes actually pointed it out to me, and then when I was going back through film, I did – yeah, it, 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 had a, it was on zero for a good two or three seconds before we ever snapped the ball, and then we fumble it that should have been blown dead, and who knows if that changes – Mike, I'm, I'm just telling you, you're bringing it's Anderson, back. Man. You're, yeah, you're, yeah, but you're bringing back a, a lot of a lot of torment here because I, going through that film, there was there was just multiple little things. I was like, man, if that would have been this. If this would have happened, if we'd done this, and, and if they'd have done that, if we, I mean, so many little things in that game that made a difference. But like you said, Matt County had something to do with some of those, and I'm sure they see things on their side too that it could have been an easier, more comfortable win for them instead of having to score with 55 seconds left or a minute and a half, whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, how many penalties did they have in the first quarter that, that brought back big plays for them? So, yeah, it, it does go to it. goes it, both yep, ways. It does, and we, we just got to get better. I mean, honestly, we, we, we didn't block as well as we've been blocking. The level of competition has something to do with that. We didn't execute at a high level, but again, Matt County has something to do with that, and I think we just weren't up to snuff for whatever reason, especially the first quarter and a half. Well, Nevada's uh, PAT was started with that first touchdown, uh, missed that conversion. That put Nevada behind 7-6, uh, still playing the uphill battle. McDonald County put a little, little bit of a dagger in with 16 seconds to go in the first half when Destin Dowd uh, was able to hit uh, McLean for a touchdown. They convert the extra point, made it 14-6, to and that's not the way you wanted to go into halftime when they convert that touchdown. Well, hoping for a stop there. You know, I, I, if I remember right, at, at one time during that drive, we had them in a third and eight or a third and nine. They converted. And so, you know, we get them off the field on that third or eight or 39, and we go in seven, six. And it, obviously, it's a one point game at the end. So if we stop that touchdown and everything stays the same in the second half, we, we get out of there with a six point win instead of a one point loss. So just just a lot of little things that, that, that we uh, didn't quite 
you know, finish the job on, and we and we got to get better at that. Vegas forces did turn coming out of the locker room out at halftime. Got a nice three and out of McDonald County on their first drive to start the second half. And Nevada was finally able to uh, get back uh, even in the contest. Came with 5.49 to go in the third quarter of play. Jordan Johnson had a good night, and this was the first of his two scores. First and 10, Nevada. They can't get a first down without getting in the end zone. If they get to the one-yard line, handoff right side, Jordan Johnson, 10 to the outside edge, racing for the corner, the five, touchdown, Nevada, touchdown, Tigers. They're a two-point conversion away from tying up the ball game, an 11-yard touchdown run for Jordan Johnson. And Nevada did make the two-point conversion. That tied the ball game up at 14-14. Looked like momentum was beginning to shift, and uh, in fact, Nevada – not long after that, able to get that first lead of the ball game. This time it came with a 7 6 to, I'm going to, back, I'm going to go back-to-back back on his touchdowns. I didn't mean to <laughs> skip you there. But 7 6 to go in the ball game. fourth quarter of play. Johnson reaches pay dirt for the second time. This one, 10 yards out to give Nevada their first lead of the ball game. For Nevada, actually first and goal for Nevada from the Mustang 10-yard line. Yeah, looking for their first lead of the game. Handoff right guard. Johnson, five-yard line to the one. Down to the goal line. Touchdown! Touchdown! Ten-yard touchdown run. Jordan Johnson and Nevada takes their first lead of the game at 20-14. to 14. Unfortunately, Nevada did miss the extra point, which you might we thought might prove uh, to be pivotal. <laughs> and it yeah. uh, did kind of factor into things. But 20-14, to 14, but back-to-back. Jordan Johnson getting two scores. The young man with 20 carries, 153 carries. Uh, obviously, career highs for both him and carries and yardage. And two touchdowns on the night. Uh, again, we've talked about in the past how I love the way he runs. He just runs hard, head down, straight forward. And he's not a guy that's going to dazzle you uh, with left and right moves. But a uh, big night for him. Uh, I'm sure he would have given it all back to get the W, but he had a good night. Yeah, and, you know, he exactly right. You know, he came over from Fort Scott last year, and he was a dive back there in their offense. And so he was he's used to going straight ahead and plowing into the line. And last year a little bit he had a hard time with our offense understanding, you know, to, to hit the areas that were blocking and not just going downhill. But now he's he's found the perfect mix of, of knowing where the alley starts at and then getting upfield towards the goal line quickly. And, you know, I don't, I don't know if there's very many young men that are more, more coachable than him. I mean, he, everything you tell him to do, he's going to try real hard to do it just the way you say. And then he also has enough football knowledge that when it's not just the way you say it's going to be, because none of us ever know all that, he's able to improvise on the field with the football IQ and, and make some moves. And he's, he's – you're right. He's not a very shifty guy, but boy, I've seen him snap some defenders' heads back this year when he drops his shoulder and, and, and plows ahead. And, and you know, sometimes that's pretty effective too. That'll wear some people out in a hurry when they. It's, it's not any fun to tackle some of our running backs. Sometimes they run the ball hard, and, and he's had a very good night and a really strong season for us thus far. I know one guy he's doing is glad he never has to see him again. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> try to tackle him at the goal line in the East Newton ball game. But Nevada uh, um, did miss the extra point, 20 to 14. McDonald County would come right back down the field and they would score a two yard run. This one by the quarterback, Destin Dowd. As it turned out, they missed their extra point. So we were tied at 20-20 going down to the stretch run. Nevada's two-headed monster at tailback uh, came back uh, in a positive way with 2.58 to go. Nevada was able to take the very next drive right down the field. And this time they go long distance, courtesy of Case Anderson, to take the lead back. So Nevada still has the ball. Third down and two at the 35-yard line of the Mustangs. 3.05 to go in regulation, tied at 20. Handoff, Case Sanderson up the middle, first down and more. He's in the open. He's going to go to the end zone. 10-5, touchdown, touchdown, Case Sanderson. 
35-yard touchdown run, and Nevada takes a 26-20 lead with 2.58 to go in regulation. Parting of the Red Sea right there up the middle. If he got touched, it wasn't much because uh, uh, it was uh, it was nothing but the green turf in front of him all the way to the end zone. Yeah, offensive line did a great job on that play. You know, uh, Talon Chandler is our, our left guard now, and he's our trap guy, and that was an inside trap, and he did a very, very nice job of getting the trap block. And then we've got – you know, uh, I think at that time it was Cam Williams at right guard and Skyler Meshek at right tackle and Longo at uh, right tight end. Uh, Tyler Longo, I guess I better say his whole name, but everybody <laughs> probably knows when I, say, when I say Longo who I'm talking about. But they all got to wash down. We get a backside pour. I think it was Drew on that one comes through and cleans up anything else. And you're right. We, we did a good job of kicking everybody down, kicking the trap out and getting a good lane for him. And, you know, one thing we talked about, you ca- we, we call plays right there to get the first down. And – I don't know that you, you do you tell do you if K stumbles there at the 20 and goes down yeah we run more clock but do we go ahead and score in that 2020 ball game so you know I, I just remember when we scored it was 258 left I thought man I wanted to score on this drive but I don't know if I wanted to score there but there's no way anybody could ever convince me fall down at the I mean maybe fall down at the one and burn another 20 seconds but what if you fall down at the one you fumble the next play I mean so you can't tell your kids not to yeah. score mm-hmm. But, man, when he busted that, I was glad to see the first time we went all the way. I looked at the clock right away, and it was just under three. And I was like, man, that's a, I wish that was just under one or something. That's a, that was a lot of time on the clock still. But the way, the way those, that, that last eight minutes of the ball game was going, it's like both offenses were, were executing at a high level and both defenses were kind of up against the rope. So I thought, yeah, that might get us. And then, you know, the failed conversion again was just a, a thing that haunted us a little bit. You know, I think we missed two kicks, and we were one out of two, I believe, on two-point conversions, which is as good as hitting two kicks. So I was going to get the two points instead of one. But, you know, it's something that we got to we got to get more consistent at. And it's amazing how that stuff can bite you. And it, it, it bit us a little bit. But, again – in a game like that, it's more than just one or two plays. There was there was eight to twelve plays that could have went a different way that would have made a difference in that ball game. Yeah, I think you were not the only one that looked up at that clock and saw two fifty eight to go. And the way McDonald County been moving, have been moving the football. Okay, they got two timeouts and two fifty eight to go. This is going to be a, this is going to be a chore. And uh, their offense is at least for what we saw Friday night is built for that type of situation. It took them ten minutes to burn thirty seconds off the clock. Uh, yeah. Because of the way they were able to get to the sideline and get out of bounds and uh, uh, and just continue to save time, and uh, they eventually end up with a 25-yard touchdown pass uh, uh, to from Dowd out on a fourth on, down play. Yeah, just, I was going to say on a fourth yeah. down play, Nevada needed one stop and went Dowd to Dowd. The brothers connected, Dustin to cross, and uh, they convert the extra point. Their kicker redeemed himself for a miss on the previous touchdown, 27-26, uh, and uh, then they hold on as Nevada tried to move the ball downfield in a minute. Just couldn't get there, and uh, obviously the interception to end it. But you know, at that point, you know, you're just trying to get down the field. Yeah, you're taking some shots there, and you know, we had a we had a great conversion. Uh, be sure to Drew. Uh, on a fourth and eight, I believe it was to get, or maybe it's even a fourth and ten to get the first down and, and keep us alive. But then, you know, we had to, we had to make some plays and, and get down the field. And once again, you know, at, at that point, we're thinking, you know, if, if we can get inside the twenty-five or twenty, you know, Boodle's never attempted that in a game. But you know, if we can get inside the twenty, we we have a crack at. It. If he just drives the ball, all we needed was a field goal. Uh, and, you know, you just never know. But, you know, Cade made a decision he thought was best at that time, and they made a play on the ball, and, and, and those things happened. But, you know, 
it had been interesting to see if we could have got the ball inside the 20 and just see if we could have punched one through the uprights then. It would have been an exciting game. But I tell you what, 14-13 down there two years ago, I think 39-34 here last year, it's, it's just always that kind of game with them. I think it's evenly matched teams that, that play the game in a physical style. And mm-hmm. I know they pass more than we do, but it's still a physical style of football when they need it. And it's a, it's always a close game. It's, it's, it's more fun when you come out on top of those. But uh, – you know, we we expect to bounce back this week and play well and, and, and get things going in the right direction. All right, so again, 27-26 was the final. A couple of things about the ball game, and then, we'll, then we're going to move on and, and, and work our way ahead with Mount Vernon coming up on Friday. Uh, a little bit uncharacteristic. Did put the ball on the ground. Uh, very uncharacteristic for Nevada to do that. Only lost one of, I think, three fumbles. Uh, but, uh, uh, but still just a bit uncharacteristic. Well, I think we got that cleaned up this week in practice. A couple of them weren't really um, related to our backs. I think we got those things shored up a little bit here um, this week in practice. And, you know, uh, it is very uncharacteristic. I, you know, I know, um, gosh, we, we we just had a pretty good streak of not turning the ball over. I, I think that was our first pick was mm-hmm. on was on Friday night of the year. Uh, and our, we've only had, I think, one other fumble lost on the year, if I remember right. And sometimes those things, we, we do it so rarely. I don't have a good mental – recall on some of those but yeah th- those are things that we can't do you can't do that in high school football um you know we we talk about that a lot I remember one time I think I've discussed this before Kurt Thompson shared with me that if high school teams start inside their own 30 they score a touchdown less than 20 percent of the time and a lot of that's due to self-inflicted wounds a holding call a, a negative play something like that so the goal is to make high school teams drive the length of the field and typically we're pretty good at doing that you know Lamar's pretty good at doing that Webb City typically is pretty good at doing that and that's why you have consistent winners in the area and and we got to get we got to make sure that we're doing that the rest of the way and particularly on this Friday night bouncing back and being consistent taking care of the ball one of the things we talked about on post game the other night and uh, you talked about it uh, pretty you know pretty extensively and post game, uh, they did end up with 280 yards passing in the ball game. Uh, uh, deep backs playing pretty soft. Uh, so, but you said that was an area you wanted to address. Yeah, I mean, it's just something we got. You got to play with a little bit of swagger if you're going to be a good defensive back. You you can't play trying to give too big of a cushion and being too concerned about getting beat deep. You got to play with a little bit of you're going to have to beat me deep. I'm going to be all over you. I'm going to stick on you, and we we got to make sure that we understand that we're, we're playing a game of football and that ball's in the air. It's anybody's ball and go get it. And we've got to have D-backs that are playing with more swagger. And I, th- I think that's just a natural thing. you got to have guys out there that, that aren't afraid to get beat deep. Because if your D-backs are afraid to get beat deep, they're going to give a lot of cushion and that underneath stuff's going to be there all day. On the other side of that, and I know you're going. You know where I'm going to go with this. Is there's got to be some pressure on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know they double team Case Anderson. They want to make sure Case wasn't going to be a factor. And you know he's returning all conference. I think unanimous defensive end and all state defensive end. So they didn't want to get beat by him. Well then somebody else has got to step up and get a bit of a pass rush going. You know we were kind of spoiled two years ago. We had Trotter on one side and B Shore on the other, and they were both just relentless. They they just they did not know anything but road gear. And we got to find some other guys that, that that can reach that road gear and get some heat on the quarterback when they read pass. And the tricky thing this week's going to be, and I'll segue into this for you, Mount Vernon. If 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 we start getting a good pass rush, they're going to throw some screens and try to nullify that. So it, it's it's a slippery slope. But we've got to have more heat on the quarterback, and we've got to have some D backs with a little more. Man, you're going to beat me deep, I dare you. I'm I'm going to be on you, and, and a little more swagger in the way they play. 
We'll look forward to that matchup coming up on Friday. We're going to come back and talk about Mount Vernon and uh, obviously kind of before we go to break and then come back and talk about the Mountaineers. Just curious about how the team uh, has responded in practice this week. Uh, they you know, probably got knocked down a peg a little bit on Friday night. And uh, how did they how they come back and ready to go? I think they've reacted pretty well. You know, Friday night after we were done, Mike, I went back in and we sat down with the team and we and we talked about this and that. I'm on, we don't have enough time to get into all the details of that conversation. But I think a lot of times kids get wrapped up, and, and you know how big a fan I am of state rankings and things like that. But I think kids get wrapped up in stuff like that, and they've got to understand this. And, and that's why I kept telling them this. This team, this coaching staff, this group of people, you will never forget. And that, state rankings, playoff berth, postseason accolades – those kind of things are a result of taking care of this. And and our kids need to understand, we had a good week of practice. I think they do get that. If, if you prepare well during the week and you play well on Friday nights, good things happen. And when you look past practice and just look forward to the games, bad things can happen. And, you know, we can all go back to as players. I remember my senior year, we were a really good football team, made it to the state championship game. We lost one game during the season we should have never lost. And I will guarantee you, myself and some of my teammates looked past a weaker opponent and lost the 12-6 ball game that we never should have lost because we were, you know, the press clippings, we were 2-0, and we were ranked in state, blah, blah, blah. And I think sometimes, no matter how much young men want to say they're not doing that, you, you've got to take care of this, and that and that's – win and I always use the acronym win I haven't used it as much this year as I usually do that's what's mm-hmm. important now when you're on the practice field that's what's important when you're getting ready to go to kick off a game that's what's important you've got to win the moment you've got to what's important now is more important than looking past something to get to something else you, you've got to take care of this at the time and, and all the that's take care of themselves well, that leads us into our next segment, and that'll be the Mountaineers of Mount Vernon. They're 3-1 and in the season. They're also coming off their first loss of the year. Uh, a lot of people surprised that they're sitting in 3-1. and May not have been expected to be at that uh, to that record at this point, but we'll come back and tell you why and break them down after this timeout on Tiger Talk. 